Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? The episode today, we've got Josh Fleming from Bank, Iowa. He and his team just brought home an armload of awards for their great marketing efforts, and we had the best conversation. I've had the best conversations with Josh on and off the air, a perfectly affable, forthcoming guy. And so with that in mind, I want to play for you again the ad that was run by the Iowa Credit Union League. And I want you to juxtapose that with the conversation you're going to hear with Josh Fleming and the way he talks about his bank and his teammates and his community. And you let me know if it bears any resemblance to what you're about to hear in what I called at the time a disgusting and purposely misleading ad. I'd love to know how much money the Iowa Credit Union League spent on that ad because right now when you call the Iowa Credit Union League, first of all, the president hasn't updated his voicemail since the end of March, and they're taking so many calls looking for help from their foundation. Credit unions in Iowa are in such financial trouble that they say, we can't even return your call because we're trying to process all of these grant requests, and oh, by the way, we're out of money. We can't process any more. I'd love to know how much money they spent on this ad, and you listen to it, and again, tell me if it sounds anything like the person you're about to hear from when we talk to Josh Fleming. Enough already. Iowa banks announced $1 billion in record profits, received a significant tax reduction, and control 90% of Iowa's market. How much more could they want? Banks now want it. to kill competition, raise taxes on Iowa's oh. 1.3 million credit union members, and limit financial choices Not in true. rural Iowa. Banks are misleading the public. Credit unions pay taxes. Iowans have had enough. Contact your legislators and urge them to protect financial choice. Well, I don't know if anybody contacted their legislators, and to say Iowa and rural areas is what we call in English grammar redundant. Much of Iowa is rural, and without banks like Bank Iowa, rural citizens in the great state of Iowa wouldn't have a lot of banking options in a lot of places. Furthermore, that line where banks want to kill competition, you let me know if Josh sounds like any like somebody that wants to kill anybody. And oh, by the way, I did not know that the federal government and the state government in Iowa had bestowed taxing authority on Iowa bankers. That's news to me. To me, that was an actionable ad. It was a disgusting, misleading ad. I played it at the time and made that point that banks are not bad. Banks are people. A lot of you credit union types will be surprised to learn that many credit unions do business with community banks instead of corporate credit unions for a lot of very good reasons. And so now that we've brushed off the flea that is the Iowa Credit Union League, let's go out to a really strong financial institution. We're going to talk to Joshua Fleming. He mentioned off the air that he's a big fan of Dave Matthews. So we'll roll with a little bit of Dave Matthews as we get into the break. We're going to talk to him. Josh Fleming going right up Interstate 35 to the beautiful state of Iowa. And we're going to do it all right after this.
For 10 years, we've done something nobody else can. Conference quality information without the $16 light beer, without the rubber chicken dinner, and without the expense report. This is the Power of Performance Podcast. That's absolutely right. They they brought home so much hardware. I'm, they're going to have to build a new office for Josh Fleming and all those awards. And we welcomed him to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to call it clean. We're going to get to that great award that you won. But first, tell us a little bit about you and your career in banking and about Bank Iowa. Absolutely. Uh, I've been in banking about uh, two and a half years uh, as the marketing director here at Bank Iowa. Uh, and when I interviewed for the job, I was just really uh, impressed with the story that I was hearing from, from those uh, that, were, that were interviewing me about who Bank Iowa was. And I just thought to myself, you know, I really want this opportunity to tell that story. Um, Bank Iowa has uh, 26 uh, locations and 23 communities throughout the state of Iowa. We are a community bank um, and, and, and really take pride in uh, not only serving our customers well, but serving our communities. And so uh, I felt that story needed to be told and needed to be told well, and I was thrilled when they, when they gave us the uh, opportunity to do that. Well, recently you and your team won some awards for doing just that, intentionally engaging your audience with the marketing efforts of the bank. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a real honor. Um, the AMA uh, chapter of Iowa, American Marketing Association of Iowa, uh, annually gives out uh, NOVA awards, uh, which are triple weighted on results, which is really why it's the most important uh, mm-hmm. awards um, that we'd want to win. We actually, you know, we set goals, we achieve goals, uh, and we're recognized for it. A lot of the other award shows, and they're, they're nice, and, and those presentations are nice, but um, a lot of those are really just giving out awards for pretty design or a catchy headline, and this actually measures uh, effectiveness of, of advertising campaigns and programs. And so uh, we won uh, six gold and uh, one silver, um, golds for uh, branding, copywriting, advertising, integrated marketing, uh, public relations, uh, and then uh, silver for uh, website. The uh, marketing executive of the year was the gold. Uh, which I won, but humbly accept as a team award because uh, Lord knows I wouldn't be able to do it without uh, so many talented people around me. And, you know, I noticed that Bank Iowa had its best year in 2019, so obviously the marketing was working. And then, of course, COVID-19 hit, and it would have been really easy to say, hey, we had a great year in 2019. We're just going to take it easy until this pandemic blows over. But, in fact, Bank Iowa has stayed very proactive during COVID-19. Tell us about that as well. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think when times are tough and, and when all the signs point to saying just relax and stop marketing, that's probably when you should start marketing uh, or at least start marketing a little bit more heavily. Um, most of the banks in, in our you know, competitive areas haven't really been doing a whole lot. And um, we wanted to make sure that we were still out there. People still have financial needs. And so that coupled with making sure that our customers could uh, access their, their money and, and know how to get a hold of their lenders if, if that was necessary um, became paramount for us. So first it was how do we support them? How do we make sure that they're able to still bank with us? And, you know, you've got a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, clients today that, um, you know, obviously they're adept at, at mobile banking and online banking, but, but some people simply still like to come into the small 
uh, rural community bank and have that face-to-face -face meeting. So there's been a lot of education on, on um, you know, how to work with us from a, from a digital platform standpoint as well. So um, making sure that our customers had uh, access to their dollars, um, that had access to financial advice, and, and we could be a resource for them now more than ever is great. I think you couple that with the uh, PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, and um, I think we did about 70-something million and 391 uh, applications uh, came through and were approved. You know, and so our lenders have been busy, and then, you know, not to mention the mortgage business right now is, is through the roof. Uh, refinance is uh, intense. Our underwriters and processors and, and lenders are working literally around the clock. I'll get emails at 3 in the morning from some of these folks. Uh, I kind of want to email back, say, hey, go to bed, you know. Um, <laughs> but they're doing all they can. They're doing all they can, and I think it really uh, embodies what a community bank is all about. It's really just trying to take care of, uh, of people and your community. So You're, You are a, yet another guest we've had on the show from the community banks that talked about that, you know, the long hours. That's not hyperbole, folks. There were literally people funding these loans at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, in the morning and earlier in the show, Josh, I played that ad from the Iowa Credit Union League that really demonized banks in Iowa. And, and it really doesn't sound like you work with people who don't care about their community. That, that doesn't seem to be the case at Bank Iowa, is it? No, not at all. In fact, sometimes uh, it was a learning curve for me when I got here how passionate and uh, how much of a priority uh, our, our team members and our leadership put on the uh, strength of the community. Um, there's the, you know, the, the old adage, you know, you're only as strong as the community you serve, which a lot of community banks will say, um, but that's true. Um, you know, some of these uh, communities that we serve are, are, you know, shrinking in population size a little bit, um, and so we need to help them sustain uh, life there, enhance life there. How do we get them to thrive? Um, so. A lot of what we do through, you know, donations or our uh, CRA uh, nonprofit uh, hours that we donate, uh, we do about 12,000 uh, hours a year in, in donation of time with about uh, 275 team members so or so, and then we, you know, we, we give a lot back financially. I think we've done somewhere around $2 million over the last five years um, in support uh, in financial donations. So um, the communities are a huge part of, of who we, we serve. Uh, and that goes just beyond the, you know, the client that lives there. And, of course, I'm not a, an economist. I'm a historian. But I believe, I'm of the opinion, that without the efforts of the community banks figuring out the SBA PPP program, which didn't even exist, you know, three months ago, I think the country could be in much, much worse financial shape. Well, we all just learned that the best financial plans can be disrupted very, very quickly and unexpectedly. Financial literacy has to be a big part, I believe, of any brand going forward. Every year on this show, we have a high school graduate that we interview, and I always ask them the question, did you get any kind of financial literacy in your 12 years of schooling? And for 10 years in a row, the answer has been no or no, not really. Well, Bank Iowa is ahead of the game there, too. And in, in not just financial literacy, but you combine it with the intentional engaging of a young generation, trying to keep a new young generation bonded to your brand. So tell us about that and about Eleanor Saves the Day. Absolutely. You know, banks are, are always charged with how do we increase new account growth. And so this program really started from that challenge. We need to, you know, to create some new accounts and to generate new business. Um, we also have uh, a rather uh, older uh, average age of customer. I believe we're somewhere around 45, 46. 
uh, years old on average uh, for a customer base. And so, I, you know, one of the things we also wanted to do was, was to get younger. Um, and so we took a look at our Young Account Savers program, um, which really hadn't been promoted at all. It was one of those deals where if you come in and you're 19 and under, you can get a Young Account Savers program. Uh, it's pretty much just a, a no-thrill savings account. Um, but we wanted to start there, uh, the idea being that, you know, maybe if we could get some young people into the bank, uh, they would grow old with us. They would uh, open checking and savings accounts. They'd need a mortgage someday. They'd need to refinance someday. Someday they may own a business. Uh, and, oh, by the way, they're bringing their parents into the bank um, with them to set up this account. And so uh, Eleanor Saves a Day uh, is a children's book that I co-authored uh, with a gentleman named Nathan Wright who illustrated the book. And Eleanor uh, starts a lemonade stand and learns about saving money. And, you know, throughout the, the, the book, the, the story, um, you know, we, we, we tried to keep it real, Jason. What we tried to do was not make it all um, – <laughs> Sunshine and rainbows, right? I mean, Eleanor gets Eleanor gets laid off. Um, oh my goodness! Eleanor, yeah, Eleanor realizes that life's expensive, and there's a page where she's looking at her her student loan debt. Um, so there's a lot of reality uh, kind of cooked into this story. Uh, but ultimately, at the end of the book, spoiler alert, um, you know, Eleanor ends up having enough money to start her own business. Um, so she's able to become that entrepreneur. And then when she has uh, these this, this business of hers, she's able to do a lot of the things that Bank Iowa holds uh, as important. She's able to give back to the community and support her community in a variety of ways, um, you know, either through her you know, financial donations or her, her service. And so um, Eleanor uh, Saves the Day really is a, a story about a young girl uh, who's you know, just kind of learning about business and, and makes some, some wise decisions along the way with saving money. And so it's a good introduction to uh, financial literacy. Uh, for young people. Uh, we've done some book readings around the state at, at libraries and schools, um, and, and the response has been uh, really strong uh, to, to the program. Yeah, I saw that, and congratulations on that. I think that's great. After I, after we do this show, believe me, the folks over at the Iowa Credit Union League are going to hope that I get laid off because <laughs> we've demonstrated once again that banks are not bad, and banks do, in fact, look out for their customers and clients of all ages, and these young children that are getting this book are not really going to be applying for car loans today, but that investment that you made, this creative investment that you made in the future is one of the best examples that I've seen of, again, intentionally engaging Generation Next, and so much congratulations to you and your team. I know you've been busy. I know COVID-19 has kept us all on our toes, but, hey, we all like to go home and do things. When you're not working, what does Josh Fleming enjoy doing? What kind of hobbies and interests do you have away from the office? Well, you know, it's funny you should ask that in, in the wake of the uh, pandemic uh, that we're living through because it used to be um, my hobbies were just driving my five kids around. Um, <laughs> we've got swimming, dance, baseball, basketball, soccer, uh, you know, Youth formation, you name it. Uh, I spend a lot of my time uh, in cars, uh, driving driving my, my favorite five around. Um, but uh, honestly, I enjoy writing in my spare time. I've written a couple of screenplays that I uh, really need to pitch to somebody. So if you know anybody, Jason, let me know. Absolutely. And then uh, you know, I'm missing sports quite a bit. I'm a big fantasy football nerd and love doing that. Um, and then uh, recently, since I haven't really had any of those things to do from a driving standpoint, I've been doing a little bit of woodworking in the uh, garage, built some uh, Adirondack chairs uh, that my wife's always wanted, and uh, just built like an herb garden planter. We'll see how that turns out, but 
you know, if you don't look closely, you can tell that uh, uh, you won't be able to tell how, how bad the craftsmanship is. But uh, it's been fun doing it and kind of a nice uh, way to relax. Well, when anybody, anybody mentions the NFL on this show, you know what they get, everybody. Yeah. Absolutely right. I'm hoping the NFL comes back bigger and better than ever. Josh, I want to congratulate you and the entire team at Bank Iowa. When I discovered that post, I've, you know, it's in my it's in my Twitter description. I judge results, not intentions. So to get that award based upon fiduciary results, that the marketing actually led to financial results, which comes as a surprise to some people. Some people think marketing is just something that you do that doesn't require results. As I've said many times on this show, marketing without measurements is called gambling, and marketing without results <laughs> is not called marketing. It's called wasted money. So congratulations to you and the entire team at your bank. And once again, I know you're busy. When you said five kids, I almost fell out of my chair because I <laughs> – I don't know how you do that. Congratulations to you and yours. Um, I feel like I need to send you like 40 gallons of laundry detergent, especially if you have baseball players in your in your household. Um, but I'm so very glad things are going well for you in the bank. And thank you for taking some time out of your day to join us on the Power Performance Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I can't, uh, can't wait to talk to you in the future and uh, see what you're up to. Great job, everybody. Right? Yeah. Absolutely right. And if you want to see a picture of Eleanor Saves the Day, it's on the episode description as well as all those awards that they got at Bank Iowa. You know, it was not my intention originally to even talk about that Iowa Credit Union League ad, that despicable ad that the Iowa Credit Union League ran, because I didn't want to take away from the substance of the story of Bank Iowa. Uh, but it just, when you, again, when you juxtapose the two, that ad, which has been the sad refrain of the credit union leadership or certain parts of credit union leadership for over 20 years, that constant refrain every year at CUNA's GAC meeting out in Washington, D.C., that banks are bad, banks are bad, banks are bad. But was there anything bad about Joshua Fleming and his team? They're out there taking care of their customers and their community in Des Moines, in all the parts of Iowa you've never heard of, and doing a lot of stuff they don't have to do. Nobody told them they had to reimagine how they would intentionally engage Generation Next with a fun story about Eleanor starting a lemonade stand and all the ups and downs that any small business person or entrepreneur or an employee of any kind has experienced. No one told them they had to do that, but they did. A storybook for young people that honestly addresses the inevitable ups and downs of the economy that community banks are, have always been a part of for hundreds of years in this country, and especially during COVID-19 with SBA and PPP, community banks have proven to be indispensable in good times and in bad times and in uncertain times. Such a great interview. Banks are not bad. Joshua's not bad. The people that work in community banks in Iowa are not bad. And shame on you, Iowa Credit Union League, for suggesting otherwise. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you 
Leave the audience wanting more. Do what Bank Iowa does, and you always will. My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week, and let's get out of here with a little more Dave Matthews Band for our good buddy, Josh Fleming. Take care, everybody. Sunshine in the grass, and the children play.